Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 150th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. Find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn to my Yoda, Miss Ali Hart, Salim Abraham. They can both be found at Miss Ali Hart and Salim TD, respectively. How are you doing today on this momentous 150 episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast? Doing well. Happy May the 4th in America, by the way. <laughs> yes. Living in the yes. past now, so it's always throwing me off. Yeah, so you're still living Star Wars Day, where we are beyond said Star Wars Day now here in the AU. So, uh, yeah, past and the present combined. Yeah, and Comic Book Day, Free Comic Book Day. So, When is Comic Book Day? Free Comic Book I, Day I, is I, today, I, apparently. It's also May the 4th, is it? I just think that was a coincidence that just kind of lined up. I think. Yeah, but don't worry about that shit because it's 150th episode of The Hungry Gamers today and that's what matters. <laughs> that is what, what matters. What, what, what? That is what matters. How are you, Brendan? You good? I know you were a bit, you're, you're pretty touchy about that <laughs> last episode. Last week. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great now. The, the urge to kill has subsided completely because you got that straight out of the way. I'm doing good. <laughs> Um, yes, May the 4th was yesterday. I watched uh, Rogue One again last night. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic film. Yeah. My God, it's probably just about my favorite Star Wars film in the whole whole sort of uh, Star Wars universe, I think, when I when I process it sort of in its, in its entirety. So, uh, feeling good. Been playing some games. Been uh, working hard. All that kind of stuff. Mortal Kombat review is out on the uh, YouTubes now. Yeah. Doing well. Love that nice, game. Nice, nice. So, uh, yeah, mate, the, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, um, you know, the coffee is warm, my water is cold, all that good stuff. <laughs> Sounds like you're living the it's life. All, uh, yeah, it's coming up Brendan today. Congratulations, <laughs> mate. I'm so happy for you. Go check oh, well, thank out the Combat Review if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah. A1 Cracker Review. Always enjoy your reviews on, uh, yeah, on like- your YouTube socials. I, I have, like, I for reviews, I have an idea of how I want them to go, but I think they're very casual in their delivery. Like, I, I don't really structure them like going on core gameplay and giving them, them hard critiques and scoring them out of 10. I just think I try and do something that's accessible and relatable to people that either know the franchise or don't for, for games. So, I don't know. It may work, it may not, but hey, it works for me. So, uh, suck it. Yeah, I'm not really into the whole scoring thing because, like, it's all subjective, isn't it? So, just giving out an opinion piece and being detailed in it and let people make their decision upon that, I always think that's the best route, personally. And that's here, what makes here. you that's what makes you a three and a half out of five, Ali, right there, that you don't give people numbers and score Ouch. them appropriately or things numbers. Sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> You're a five. I'm not sure. Like, see, I'm so anti-reviews. I don't know if that's a good review or a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pass. You're a pass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it a day one purchase? <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's up okay. to the budget. But uh, yeah. Find me in the bargain bin. Oh, pre-owned. Ew. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless you're Nintendo, then you've still got lots of value. <laughs> yeah, in perpetuity. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, episode 150. My goodness. That is, uh, that is something, but we're not going to dwell too heavily on that today. We're going maybe do something a little special for some bizarre episode down the line. But um, yeah, shout out to us uh, for making it 150 <laughs> episodes, not killing each other. Um, you know, and still coming on here and having a laugh and a smile. You know, that's I think that's a testament to us all for still enjoying what we're doing week in, week out. And I think that's the best thing about uh, jumping on these podcasts every Sunday morning. If anything, we've made it even more harder for like us to kill each other by just keep, we just keep on getting further and further away. So yeah. the game to kill each other, um, hitmen are getting expensive, so... Yeah, it's going to become a game of um, of swatting. That's what, that's what we're going to be doing on the podcast. <laughs> Just see Dream get dragged away or me get dragged away mid-recording. Don't do it Good to happen. me. Please don't. I don't know what, what happened Yeah, here. yeah. Yeah, it's bad news over there. But um, yes, episode 150, still in slash moved past um, May the 4th. But I've got a quick question for y'all. With Star uh-huh. Wars Day off to a galaxy far, far away for another year, I ask you this. What is the best Star Wars game of all time and why? Mm. Mr. Speaker, Salim the Dream, enlighten us. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, because who doesn't love microtransactions? Keep trolling, 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 trolling. It's got to be the best one. Best, best, um, best strategy, best um, publishing of any of the Star Wars games. Um, and just quality <laughs> gameplay and such a huge player base after so long. <laughs> You know, it's great. Mm. I honestly thought he was going to say Knights of the Old Republic. I thought he was going to give a serious answer. So that that's on me. Was it shame on me? Fool me once, shame on me. Yeah, it's it's funny with Dream. He 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 certainly has two two paths he can sort of go down when it comes to these types of conversations. Either go really deep and learned and sort of give these nice facts and get real contextual or it goes the other way and just you know troll under the bridge personified oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) giving it to us I'm here opening up my heart and soul on the 150th episode of the Hungry Gamers telling you what I honestly think I own the game I do own the game (laughs) yeah so do I I do not I'll say the single player mode is good and tell me tell me if I'm wrong you know surely it's a great valuable game when you can get it for $7 at Target and Big W now it's a cracker of a game get yourself Battlefront 2 and a plain black t-shirt and have change from a 20 it's fantastic Mm. yeah from a 10 have change from a 10 (laughs) (laughs) I um I, I was under the thought process of Miss Hart as well and thought it was going to be some KOTOR love. So I thought I'll, I'll throw a different answer um, into the into the ring here and I'm going to go with the, the Force Unleashed. Mm. Um, you know, it was reviewed reasonably well at launch um, in sort of, what was that? I think it was 2007, 2008 it came out, if I remember correct. But I loved it. You, you're playing, you know, Darth Vader's secret apprentice that no one knew about, um, you know, Starkiller. Uh, played by Sam Witwer, who's also in Days Gone, which I'll talk about in a little while time. But just being this young, rowdy, sort of uh, you know, potential Sith Lord in the making was fantastic. Being able to sort of throw TIE fighters and, and strangle people and force push and pull and all that kind of stuff. The combat was great. And being able to sort of chain kill and, and you know combo enemies into oblivion was so good. Um, and yeah, I just loved it. I loved it. So I'm going to throw my, uh, my money behind the force unleashed one and two. I don't think I ever played those. I think I maybe touched two. 
but I don't know. I just never really stuck with it. So I I played the first part of one where you're on Kashyyyk running around killing Wookiees. Yeah, that that's was, that's uh, the opening where you start as Vader and you you just wreck shop. All these Wookiees just yeah. go flying. Wow. Bit of a bit of a, a dark moment to bring up the week that Peter Mayhew passed away. Oh. But uh, yes. <laughs> lest we forget, valet Peter Mayhew. <laughs> I'll see you on the battlefield in Kashyyyk forever. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, all right. Should we move on? Uh, Miss Hart needs to give us an answer first. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on, Hart. Well, it's because I thought Knights of the Republic was going to be an answer. I thought I better think outside the box. Um, I'm going to actually put out a game that I loved so much and I can't get my hands on anymore which is actually um, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. Tell me more of this, because I've never played it. I've, I've heard you talk about it a few times. <laughs> it's a real-time strategy. It's a real-time strategy. It's like, you know, you're, you know, Age of Empires, your Starcraft, you know, you build up, you, yeah. you get you get to, to be certain groups. I can't remember which ones it's based off, though. I think it came out this, around the time of Phantom Menace, 2001, maybe. But Bang on the money, 2001. Fuck, yeah. Um... So, yeah, so you're probably going to see a lot of those more familiar, um, you know, groups in the universe. But, yeah, essentially it's the same thing. It's you build up a base um, and then you fight against other people. It looks exactly like bloody Age of Empires and stuff like that. I think like he that. plays the Gungans as well. Oh, oh. I'd, just, I'd play that race <laughs> to kill them all. So, can I, seeing as everyone's giving a serious answer, can I give a serious answer? No, you had your chance and you blew it. Please, Star Wars Battlefront Two, but <laughs> but the original one, the first one, it was a fantastic game, way 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 better than the second Star Wars Battlefront Two. Do you know the mm. one I'm talking about? I'm trying to. That was on the original Xbox. There first, was, it? yeah, it was. It was cool. It had yep. a fantastic campaign series. It had sort of a domination. Um, uh, mode where you're effectively just like capturing planets in the system um, with whatever army you choose. And, and there was a whole bunch of um, like, not bunch of classes, but different races you could be. Like you could be in the droid army, you could be in the stormtrooper army, you could be a rebel. Roger, roger. Yeah, it was <laughs> really roger, good. Roger. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, nah, it was, it was yeah. very underrated for its day. You know what was also yeah. underrated? The Phantom Menace game on PC. I actually enjoyed that one. Just gonna yeah. say it. And and we we jokingly um, made fun of uh, Pod Racer on the Nintendo sixty four, but it was game. fun. Yeah, it was actually fun. I love the little like shit talking that you do before you go out as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, so well done, so well done. But uh, yes, so that has been our quick question. So let's let's pivot into more games about what we've been playing, but maybe in a more recent capacity. Miss Hart, what have you been playing this week? Um, so I've been playing this um, like this action role playing game that just got released on this well, ported onto the Switch. It had been out on PlayStation and PC since two thousand and eighteen, I think. But um, the game's called The Sword of Ditto, and um, it got mm-hmm. ported onto the Switch just on the second of May. And um, so this version's called Mormo's Curse, and it's it it's actually a very cute game style wise. It reminds me a lot of um, Adventure Time, the way that the characters are drawn and everything. And um, essentially, it's everything that you would expect in an action role playing game. Um, very similar also to uh, like Zelda, uh, where you've got like the D pad 
with certain quick items. And the only thing is, is that you have a certain amount of time to defeat the bad, like the witch, which is called Momo. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it in that sequence, then it has like a time kind of skip. And then you get another randomly created character, like Hero. And it's so I've only just started playing it, obviously, because only it came out a few days ago. But so far, it's pretty interesting the way that the gameplay is. Um, very childlike hum- humor, though. Like I'm, I'm not against poop jokes, but they really go out of their way to just <laughs> they double down. That, on oh, the they turds, double huh? down on poop jokes. So, um, yeah, you kind of appreciate it. But um, the random generated characters was. Like, it took a while for me to realize that that was happening. And this is also co-op. You can um, play um, play it as co-op as well. So your co-op buddy also gets randomly generated as well. So, Interesting. Um, weapons are referred to as toys. And then to power up your... <laughs> to, I swear this is a not just a kid's game. There is difficulty. Um, to power up your weapons and armor, you buy stickers. And then the stickers that you add give you buffs. <laughs> Everyone loves stickers, yeah. so I can see where they're going. You, uh, eat a, so, you eat a burger to build up your health. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I'm I'm in. So can I ask? You know how you're saying you've got a, a time limit to play as X character, and then it generates a new one. Mm. Does it does it generate that character from that time and place where you are in the story, and you keep going, or does it so, uh, put you back to the start? It, it kind so of like it, it loops through so far. So um so also the world changes as well. So you'll play as a different character. I think so far I've respawned in a different location and then the world changes as well. So um, progress-wise, I think it's kind of like you start again. So Okay. Yeah. I like that concept. How, how long do you sort of get with the character before it sort of it's, cycles you it back? It says 48 hours, although I play it and I swear night and day happens quite a bit. So I don't know Quickly, like yeah. how they time that. So, But mm, you also yeah. you dungeon looks, crawling as well, so... Looks cute, it and it's. I see it's published by uh, your favourites yes. there at Devolver Digital, which was why my eye was on it. So, yes, um, it's. It seems like it's perfect for the Switch. It seems like a very, very good port for it. Um, it's it's surprising difficulty. It gives you three options where you have obviously super easy, normal, and hardcore. I always do normal, and then if it's too easy, then I go hardcore. But um, sticking to normal for the moment. But it's cute. It's cute. Um. Mm. It has a little bit of difference. I'm just going to say it makes you read a lot. I got so tired. Okay. And you know how sometimes when there's just too much reading, you kind of just start skipping a bit. So yep. I may have missed some mm. important details that I probably will get um, told off on. But at this stage, mm. there's a lot of reading. So Okay. So there's no sort of voice work. It's all just when you're interacting with customer, no. with characters in the game. It's just yeah, scrolling text along the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. You know how they always just do little beep, 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 noises. Yeah. yeah. Little chibi noises exactly. or something like that. Exactly. But it's cute. Yeah. So um yes, like I said, it's available on PlayStation and PC, but recently ported onto Switch. So check it out. Nice. And I see local and uh sort of just online co-op, mm. which is cool. So yeah, which we need more of. Bring back co-op, like adventure co-op. Heckin' yeah. So yeah. Heckin' yeah. Dream. What are you been playing here? Something, um, something new, I see. Yes, yeah, something new. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so uh, I was complaining last week that I didn't have a, a great new um, Snap game. And this week, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, the latest title from Niantic, finally uh, finally hit 
Australia and New Zealand and, and many other parts of the world. So this is this is like the Pokemon Go for Harry Potter. Oh. Um, did either of you pick this up during the week? No. No, I was too busy playing Pokemon have... Go. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like looking on Twitter to see if anyone was really going crazy about this and, and no people were going crazy about other things, so... Um, I was, I was a bit underwhelmed by the response to this outright, but I, I did pick it up and I did play it and I am playing it. It's, it's interesting. It's very much, uh, Harry Potter for Pokemon Go in that you're walking around, you're going to interesting locations, um, you're, uh, interacting with particular um, points of interest on a map and then you have these sort of instances and I think the best way to describe what you do in this game is to just say what it is instead of what you would have done in Pokemon Go if that makes sense so mm-hmm. um, in this one instead of uh, having like Pokeballs as the sort of fuel you have energy for casting spells instead of flicking Pokeballs at Pokemon you're actually tracing um, specific patterns to mm-hmm. defeat they're called confoundables. Effectively, they're just like a collection of trolls or goblins or gnomes or miscreants in, in like the Harry Potter universe that have come up and are threatening to... Um, the whole problem is they're trying to... They're threatening to expose magic to muggles, which are like normal people. So that's what you've got to get on board with if you really want to enjoy this game. And Brendan, a moment ago, you said, who doesn't love stickers? I'll tell you who doesn't love fucking stickers. This guy. Because in this game, instead of actually collecting Pokemon and putting them in a Pokedex, you're collecting stickers and putting them in your little sticker book. And it just doesn't have the same allure Yeah, <laughs> having a stacked out Pokedex has. Um, so, like, it's funny because I remember years ago when Pokemon Go came out, I poo-pooed that thing like crazy. And then it turned out to be one of my favorite mobile games ever so i'm very hesitant to turn around and say that this game's shit but i'm pretty sure this game is shit um (laughs) one of the things one of the things i did find um a really sad amount of joy in was figuring out what my wand is i decided on cherry (laughs) with uh unicorn hair strand rock hard and nine and a half inches just like real life um (laughs) And, Great. And uh, that is as magical. With, yeah, as with anything in the Harry Potter universe, um, for whatever reason, everyone has a house, um, even though we're not technically at Hogwarts. Uh, so, of course, I went with Slytherin because they're cunning and they respect intelligence. Wait, you what can do you pick mean a, you went with? Didn't houses. you get sorted? Didn't you do the Pottermore? You don't. I, I did do Pottermore, and I specifically chose the answers I knew would get me into Slytherin. Like a real Slytherin would. I was about to say, um, that's something a Slytherin would do. So yeah, Cunning okay. AF. Um, no, you don't get sorted, unfortunately, this one. And it kind of makes sense. You know, people pe- people do feel rather strongly about it. Uh, P- Pottermore folk feel rather strongly about the house they get sorted into, I'm sure. Tell me about so it. I'm still nice pissed about mine. To pick. Who, what, did, what did you land up in? Gryffindor. Ah, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I ended up in Ravenclaw. See, I'd prefer Yeah, that. Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw's cool. Hufflepuff's the one you don't want to wind up no. in. Yeah. Hufflepuff are a bunch of pushovers. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, you know, it's it's really weird. Th- this game is really odd because I don't think it's going to blow up anywhere near as much as Pokemon Go did. 
and it's it's really peculiar because you are actually interacting with a lot of the Harry Potter um, characters. You're, you're interacting. You're getting messages from Harry. He's just texting you. Um, you save Hagrid. You're saving other characters like three or four times on a trip home. It's it doesn't have the catch them all. Um, <sighs> you know, allure and goal that Pokemon has. And that's something that actually really stood out and made Pokemon Go a fantastic game was that you have so many different Pokemon to catch. Mm. Um, There's only so many goblins and and elves and things that you can turn into stickers. That's it. If they're restricting (laughs) it to goblins as well, like like Harry Potter universe has tons of like magical, unique creatures. But if they're just leaving it to goblins... We've all we've all played Pokemon Go and we've all caught six drowsy on you know the one trip out because it's the only thing around. Like it's not to say that there's not diversity there or that there's diversity that exists in Pokemon Go that doesn't exist here. It's just that it's not as fun. Who gives a shit if you defeated goblins for a hundredth time? But I absolutely want to catch that one hundredth drowsy to evolve it into a hypno because I need the candy and I want to see if the combat power is stronger than the one I have and all of those little things that made it tick. And I just, I don't know that that depth actually exists in Harry Potter. I'm still sort of figuring it out. Um, on a side note, I haven't bumped into Emma Watson, which is Ooh. pissing me the fuck off. That's a shame. Yeah. I just yeah, hang out sorry to cuss so much. But I feel <laughs> strongly. I really it. feel strongly about that. I really wanted to meet Emma. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If there was ever a chance, give anyway, her all my so, stickers. <laughs> give her all my stickers. Here, Emma, my look at my scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's also interesting about this? I don't want to harp on too much more, but it, it like it really does prove that you could take the Niantic um, augmented reality formula and apply it to anything semi-popular, and it probably will do okay. Like I think this game will do okay. There's a lot of Potterheads out there. Star Wars. And I think that, mm. yeah, if you did it for Star Wars, if you did it for something that makes sense, like Pokemon made sense. I've, and is also I've got a, a Jurassic hit. Park one, Jurassic World Alive, which is the same thing again, where you catch dinosaurs. Yeah, you cool. know how I never heard about that game and no one else in the world heard about that game, but somehow you heard about that game? Mm. Yeah, think about it's... that. Dinosaur <laughs> man. And I don't play um, it anymore, but it's still fun. Yeah, I like. I think it's a really good formula. And I think this game could be really good as well. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm not writing it off i just think yeah the stickers thing man how how heavy <laughs> so, are you into harry comes potter down though? To that. me mm. uh my patronus is a platypus so i hope that gives you some kind of <laughs> oh indication. wait a platypus is a patronus <laughs> yeah Aussie yeah Amazon? i got a kingfisher i think for mine i got a hyena you got a, a kingfisher you got a kingfisher interesting yeah. interesting you got a hyena alley yeah. interesting scavenger Bit of a scavenger, are you? Yeah, I don't like it. It says that you're actually quite the joker and manipulative. I don't think right. that's me, but you know. Have you ever seen have you ever seen Platter Pie fight? Platter Pie? No. Yeah. Mm. Very cool do, shit. Do you know they've, they've, they've like got, got a barbed They've got a poisonous thumb. Yeah. <laughs> they've got barbed yeah. barbed claws. Yeah. So with thumb claw is actually very dangerous with them. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I was just doing two thumbs up, which I realized we're on a podcast, so um, no one else saw that. Anyway, that's me. That's Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Uh, Brendan, what about you, mate? Um, I've been playing a little bit more Mortal Kombat 11. 
Uh, it is still great. Uh, as we sort of said in the opening there, check out youtube.com forward slash we are 8-bit to get my full insights on NetherRealm's latest fighting smash. Um, it's really good. Anyone that loves Mortal Kombat is needing to check this out or anyone that loves fighting games or just wants to see some zany, violent ways to dismember people. Mortal Kombat 11 is worth your time. Mm-hmm. But I've also decided to sink some hours into Days Gone. So the new PlayStation 4 exclusive from Ben Studio, uh, another open world zombie apocalypse action RPG survival, all that kind of bloody hullabaloo. So uh, is it probably justifying the sort of reception it's getting at the moment? You know, around that seven out of ten, six to seven out of ten. Yes, that is right about where I'd score this thing. Probably six and a half, seven. At this stage, like obviously, I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I'm maybe probably being generous, maybe a quarter of the way through. From what I hear, it could be upwards of you know 50 hours worth of game time. Um, mm. The the world you're running around in, you know, this post-apocalyptic Oregon is pretty cool. Yeah, you know, being being <laughs> a, a member of the biker gang, uh, you're playing a guy named Deacon St. John. Uh, it sounds like <laughs> a porn star. <laughs> But yes, Deacon St. John and uh, you, you sort of your running mate Boozer. Uh, oh, wow. You know, you you are now like bounty hunters in this post-apocalyptic world. It's it's sort of set two years after this virus, you know, runs rampant and pretty well wipes out present day society. Uh, so you're trying to survive the freakers, as they call them, not zombies, freakers. Isn't that isn't that a term used in another game? I don't know. Freakers. I swear that's in another game. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so so you're just sort of making your way through this, uh, yeah, this sort of uh, freaker-laden Oregon, uh, meeting various survivors, doing fetch quests, doing bounty hunts where you're trying to find um, members of society that have gone a little bit feral or wild or, you know, invading sort of camps and things like that. You sort of traverse the environment via your way of your trusty steel steed, your motorbike, uh, which handles and drives, or rides, I should say, like it's on ice bricks. Like, (laughs) it is a fucking wild beast to tame squirting around the countryside in this thing. Uh, Obviously, there is uh, sort of um, skill trees, so you can can level up your, your combat abilities, your survival abilities, you can level up your motorcycle to make a little less a uh, little less wild on the road a little less thirsty on the fuel because my god you, you get this thing a full tank of gas and it feels like you squirt around for 10 minutes in game and you're out of petrol again like the amount of times i'm pushing this bike up a fucking hill trying to find a fuel tank or like running through the wilderness with a fuel tank getting chased by freakers to to sort of you know energize my ride um, happens far more often than I'd like to admit. So that's a bit of a pain in the ass. I really don't like this freakers. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it annoys me. It's very like, dude, bro, just dumb, dumbed down crap. And, and a lot of the back and forth with characters is like that too. Like the way they talk, it feels like you're in an episode of Sons of Anarchy with zombies thrown in it. Like you're these That's probably how they pitched it too. Yeah, you know, covered in tats, gruff bikers, squirting around on motorcycles, doing bounties, avoiding the undead or, you know, these virus-filled freakers. Combat's okay. There is some clipping issues and and sort of rendering issues in environments. There's a few times um, I was getting chased by, like getting chased by hordes of these things is intense. Like, you know, 50 to 100 of these things fucking just on your ass. Like, that's cool. But I had a few moments where 
I'd see a group of them and then I climbed up this watchtower and then they just disappeared off my map. So I'm like, okay, maybe they, you know, wandered off further out of out of eyesight. And then I climbed back down. Then they all just like loaded in right on top of me <laughs> and I fucking instant death. I'm like, oh, okay, that happened. Uh, so that happens a fair bit where just enemies will glitch off the screen and then just appear again out of nowhere, either on you or close to you. And yeah, that was a bit of a pain. Um, there's a lot of uh, sort of sizzle reels going around the youtubes and the internets showcasing similar things like that so that's a minor grievance but like it's fun uh, but they just don't execute i think what they intended to set out to do like and especially when you compare it to playstation exclusives like you think of the last of us as far as the penultimate you know zombie post-apocalyptic game on a, on a sony platform and this mm. just feels like it's red-headed stepchild you know, if you're going to compare the two, like it's, God. you know, it's it's nowhere near, you know, the caliber of game that uh that they put together, like Naughty Dog and Co. put together for that. So yeah, it's it's all right, and I'll keep playing it, and I you know I intend to finish it, but it just misses the, misses the mark for me in a few ways. Like I like the crafting, I like the survival aspects, the foraging, the combat seems pretty responsive. Like the guns and the you know melee weapons feel as hard as they would in that world but yeah there's just some things that is off Mm. yeah like it's one of those things right because you see you see those those particular people out there that are like i don't get what everyone was upset about i think the game is good it's like cool awesome enjoy the game it just seems like Mm. there's a general consensus that a lot of people didn't like the game or it wasn't to the standard that they were looking for um do you ever take price point or like any of that into consideration because um sometimes sometimes yeah especially when you if you see the reviews before purchasing a game it definitely gives you that slight hesitation Mm. going do i pony up full price or you know discounted jb or whatever it might be to try this game that mass media and everyone is saying is kind of meh um, I, I got given a, a copy of this game, so I'm I'm lucky in that regard. Uh, but yeah, would I pay full price for it knowing what I know now? No, I wouldn't. But mm. if I could get it for maybe 60, 70 bucks, I'd still probably have a crack. Ideally, try and finish it in a week and then return it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and, and sort of doubling down on what you said, Ali, like it's, it's just everyone thinks that games have to be tens you know it's got to be nine or above or it's shithouse and and no, games like this have its place um in a person's collection but yeah like six and a half to seven is not bad like think of school like if you got 65 or 70 on a test you'd be reasonably happy you know like you <laughs> passed it's a pass mark yes uh, I, wouldn't, just... I wouldn't be too thrilled with that but it's it's a it's a game that has like really tired concepts and tropes built into it you know like what were they expecting i don't yeah fuck, if you tried picturing me a game where you're a bikey in a zombie apocalypse <laughs> in 2019 who cares i honestly you know? think it was they cool said, eight yeah. years ago yeah yeah, yeah when sons of anarchy eight, was eight a thing ago. yeah yeah hit me with it then yeah and like there's been delays like the game sort of started full production i think in 2015 uh, obviously, it was meant to come out in Feb and got pushed back two more months for some more quality of life changes. Mm. And then it released and there was a couple of big patches to try and weed out a lot of the uh, the bad blood that came from the, the early reviews. So I got <laughs> to play it 
in a in a patched version and still encountered some headaches. So yeah, yeah. Right. you know, if if you're looking for some mindless exploration where you can kill kill freakers and humans in creative ways and and hit the open road on a on a hog, yeah. you know, give it a go. But don't expect perfection. I think is the best way to look at this game. Like it's it's fun and it's all right for what it is, but it's overall it's okay. You know, just okay. <laughs> Yes. Anywho, I just want to see that on the on the game now. Just okay, Brendan. (laughs) I'd 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 put my name to that. I'd put my name to that. (laughs) All right, quick bit of housekeeping before we jump into some news. Obviously, what we say week in week out regarding iTunes reviews, podcast reviews. Be sure to take the time to rate, review, subscribe on all those podcast platforms. Not only us, but every other card carrying member of the hashtag Eight Bit Collective means an awful lot and help keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. And while you're there doing good things for 8-Bit as a whole, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are 8-Bit and throw some money behind us if you can. Starting from as little as a dollar, you're going to get exclusive perks and access to merch, uh, swag giveaways, uh, also getting immortalized in the family portrait, which is underway. And we'll be showing some of those finished versions of that throughout May as our, our artist Maddie Dyroll works hard on putting... 30-odd people into a massive uh, family portrait. I'm very excited to see the finished product. So, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Episode 5 of the 8-bit cast has been now open and available to all. And uh, episode 6, which uh, is a is a one-on-one with uh, Cruzy and our boy Jono after NATO pulled out at the 11th hour to join Son that episode, is available exclusively at patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit for the low, low price of $1. So, uh, check that out. And also, a big, big thank you to Audio Technica for looking after us since day one. They have the best in audio equipment in the industry. We're talking headphones, microphones, turntables, in-ear, over-ear, gaming headsets, you name it. And they've also probably got just about the best street warrior in the market, mm. or at least in parallel with us. I think we're both pretty pretty great as far as uh, you know wearable swag uh, from the geeking gaming space. So audio-technica.com.au for the best in equipment. Check it out. You will never hear and sound better. This week's news headlines. A quick hit. Comes via way of Salim the Dream Abraham. Final Fantasy XIV Heavensward expansion is free for a limited time. Players who own Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn will be able to obtain the expansion for free and in perpetuity until the end of June. Yes, yes. This is um, this is for the PC version only, so it's not available to anyone who's playing on the PlayStation. Um, but yeah, you can you can get the second expansion, Heavensward, for free. Sorry, the first expansion for free, Heavensward. Um, if you just log into the Lodestone, which is the online portal, to uh, yeah, to obtain it until the end of June. This is obviously a um, bit of a ploy in the lead up to the new expansion that's coming out. Um, in the very near future, Shadowbringers. Um, yeah, it's it's not the. There's still another expansion called Stormblood, which you don't get if you get this. So you still need to get Stormblood, <laughs> then you get Shadowbringers. Um, but still, yeah, it's it's weird. Final Fantasy XIV is a great game. I really like it. I would totally rate it, but at the same time, there's no servers in Australia or close to Australia, so there's latency issues all the time. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. Um, and there's also not very many people that play the game, at least here in Australia. So it's very hard to connect to, to other people and, and find other players. So mm. 
I don't know. I'd still get it. Free's good. Free's free. Free is free. Free's so free, in. but I will be logging it, in to get it because I don't have it, Heavenswood. It sounds like a tough PC. free for us Australian gamers, though. Um, well, it's good to have, but I that don't know. Ping and that latency and that lack of player base you were saying, you know, it's maybe you're not, you're not painting a good picture here. Maybe the NBN will sort all of that out in 2081. I don't mm. know. <laughs> yes, where the where the 67th expansion for Final Fantasy 15 or 14, I should say, has been released. Yeah, we'll Dragon we'll Shield see. or something. Dragon's balls. It's probably yes. close. Yeah, it's probably not too far off. Mm. All right, unicorn pubes. Okay, <laughs> which is in Salim the Dream's wand in uh, that Harry Potter game we talked about before. Okay, next little quick hitter. Goodbye Anthem. Name. Hello, Dragon Age 4. Key Bioware staff move on to Dragon Age 4, and this comes via way of Tyler Fisher at comicbook.com. Over the past couple of weeks, three key members of Anthem's development team, lead director Jonathan Warner, lead producer Michael Gamble, and executive producer Mark Darra, all have left Anthem development behind. The former is poised to return to the game following his sabbatical, but the other two are going back to work on Dragon Age 4. And while this was somewhat expected, it still doesn't look good for a game that needs all the hands it can get at the moment. My goodness, what a absolute <laughs> dumpster fire Anthem has been, or Bioware have been for the two releases with Anthem and Mass Effect Andromeda. Like this pains me. Mm. This really, really pains me. Like I'm Bioware tragic. Love what they do, mm. but I don't know what's going on behind closed doors <laughs> over there as far as direction and execution, but. This is two subpar releases with so much hype behind it. Like Anthem, like I still haven't finished that game and I have no inclination, no like itch to go back and do it. I could not give a rat's ass and mm-hmm. that sucks. Yep. I, like I played the demo and straight from it, I, I had no temptation to buy that game. So, mm. and I feel really bad because like I've been a part of Discord groups where, you know, there were the Anthem faithfuls, you know, then they were still playing it. But then slowly and surely I saw them saying, hey, anyone playing right now? I need to finish this. And then it's just slowly and surely. And then I saw <laughs> crickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. I mean, it was a good looking game. Um, There was a lot of good designs in there. But by golly, that game bored the shit out of me. I know I'm a Destiny yeah. player, but still, like, it bored the shit out of me. So, yeah. Had a really nice coat of paint, but underneath that, it just seemed very hollow. Completely rusty. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess learn from your mistakes, move forward. <laughs> yeah. See, but like, blind me is like, yes, Dragon Age 4, it's going to. It's going to save Bioware and, and bring them back into the good graces. But it's like, oh, but it will. will it really? Yeah, I think I so. What? You don't think Dragon Age 4 will be fantastic? I th- it's not It's not an MMO, is it? <laughs> well, it's... it's <laughs> I don't know that. I'm just guessing that it's going to be like no, Dragon it's, Age it's, Inquisition. Yeah, it's pretty much Mass Effect in medieval fantasy time. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Which is But which is Andromeda kind of was painful to me yeah oh. but oh, yeah, show me right. where you're, the you're... games industry touched you brennan <laughs> on the door oh, right, right, right here in the heart um i'm wondering if like this obsession with games as a service is sort of ruining the experience of a lot of these games um yeah so this, they make fantastic single player games they should just stick to what they know and mass effect andromeda like is it really a bad game 
you know it was all right like it yeah. was i think i gave it a six and a half to seven when it's we... a pass ali that's a pass thank yeah. you for letting me know that's yeah. all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so six and a half is not great but like do you base that on you know a lot of the the graphics and the the um face Style. Oh, those what animations! Do you, what do you call it? Yeah. The, the animation, the facial animations, as the people talk, like they just look soulless. Like, are you basing I, I, a lot of that on that, or are you base, basing it on the plot or the game? Everything, play? everything. Like, I, yeah, I finished right. the game. I played it front to back. Did pretty well just about every side quest. So I got the full immersion, but it just didn't feel like the prior three games in that Mass Effect world. Uh, it just felt like a almost like you look what we just talked about. Before, it was like Days Gone to The Last of Us. You know, it just sort of felt like that sort of jump off where it's yeah. trying to do the same type of thing, but not Stuck quite away. Yeah. yeah. And they had um, to have their multiplayer game because that's where your microtransactions like usually lay, especially with cosmetic changes, <laughs> which I didn't have yeah. any for. Like, there wasn't <laughs> many, so. Well, I, I for one, am, am happy to hear that Dragon Age 4 is being worked on and look forward to playing it down the line because and what I, style game is it sam Age. what i said what style game is it that you can't wait it's to play be, it's going to be an rpg it's just going to be a single player rpg you just and got that 65 to 70 pass mark there for that answer yay it's it's correct it's correct thank you very much i'll um for bonus points it'll have a personality um no what do you call it uh, where it's like good and bad, you can have like good and bad decisions. Fuck, it's completely escaping me now. Yeah, yeah. Mechanic, like Renegade yeah. and Renegade and Paragon from Mass Effect. Yeah, Effect type there's of thing. like a there's like an influence system where the things you do influence the activity in the world. I'm gonna shut up now. Um, <laughs> we all know where I'm going with this. Fuck, there's a term for this, guys. Come on, we've been doing this for 149 episodes now. See, I'm getting mad at you for my shortcoming. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to answer with. It's it's oh. almost like it's like a like a good and a bad cycle. Like I can't yeah, remember the yeah, exact there's term. There's a term for it. There's a term for it. All right. Anyway, let's move on. It'll come back to me. Okay. So, <laughs> the the juggernaut known as Epic Games, they're at it again, with Epic Games acquiring Rocket League studio Psionics. This is by way of Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Fortnite creator Epic Games has announced that it has acquired Psionics, the studio behind the wildly successful Rocket League which uh, first released on PlayStation 4 and PC in 2015, and in 2018 it has surpassed 50 million players. So Sonyx revealed the news on its blog and promises that this will only bring about positive changes for Rocket League and its community. According to Sonyx, Rocket League always has been and always will be a community-driven game, and now that we have joined forces with Epic, we'll be able to serve our community in even bigger and better ways. As for the changes, in the short term, Sonics claims nothing will change at all. In the future, it plans on bringing Rocket League to the Epic Games Store and will grow the game in ways it couldn't before. Uh, while not mentioned in Sonics' announcement, The Verge has stated that after Rocket League is brought to the Epic Games Store later this year, it will no longer be available on the Steam Store. When reached for comment, a spokesperson for Sonics said, We cannot comment on speculation. We can say that Rocket League remains available for purchases on Steam for the time being and long-term plans will be announced in the future. End quote. <laughs> so uh, Epic and that big old dick swinging around again. Uh... <laughs> Here we go. They are, yeah, they are just acquiring studios left, right and center. Um, you know, they are 
well, a black hole is probably a negative term, but they're in that sort of style at the moment where they're just sucking up everything that they can and absorbing it into this giant Epic Games ecosystem. And then, uh, yeah, the controversy at the back there where they pretty much did not not say that it's coming off Steam in, in several months' time. But reading between the lines there, it sounds like this is going to be an Epic Games Store exclusive in the very near future. What happens to people that already own the game then? Um, I don't, like... I think they'll still be able to play. Maybe they'll get sort of a key to download via the Epic Game Store because it still all does push and play and all, all the games and the servers are all held through the Epic um, Epic portal anyway, aren't they? Once you've I've never played up. Rocket <laughs> Sorry, I've never played this game. So mm. I just thought like once they remove it from the store, I wasn't too sure what actually happens after that point. But yeah. Like, uh, do you reckon Epic's just like going around with like a suitcase and just going to all these specific companies and just being all Godfather and got an offer that yeah. you can't refuse? It's the suitcase from Pulp Fiction. They just pop it open <laughs> in front of these studios and they just go, "Oh my god, I need this!" And then they're in. It's mm. a higher turnover. Um, yeah. Well, so they've also mentioned that they're they've already been getting review bombed on Steam. Yep. Yep. yep, the uh in, in typical gaming community fashion, they're like, Hey, you know, you're doing something that we don't agree with, we're gonna tank the fuck out of your game on your existing <laughs> platform. Mm. So uh yes, review bomber plenty on Steam for uh, Rocket League at the moment. So yep, hell hath no fury than a uh, neck bearded gamer, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs> I appreciate everyone's dedication towards um Steam. Um just trying to keep everything in the Steam space and everything, but um I think they uh, Valve's trying to change um, the system for when photo bopping happens. Photo bombing. Photo bopping. Yeah. Um, review bombing. Review, review bombing. Um, they're actually going to start if they as soon as they notice that there's a pattern going with review bombing, they're going to um, make sure that those scores don't actually contribute to the overall score. So, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And with that, you like what they've done now is you can sort of see like the, the recent review arc for it. So you can sort of look at it from a, a, a micro or macro level where it can be from the year down to the month, down to a week. So you can sort of see if it has been on average, you know, <laughs> four and a half out of five and then it drops to one out of five. You can see where that, uh, you know, that angry outrage has come in. Mm. Although that's bad because sometimes certain games release patches and that's when you also see drops. So, But what's Steam's incentive to even do that? Why would if it's going off of Steam? Why wouldn't they just let it tank? I yeah. think sometimes the scoring. I know um, it's unethical, but I it's think funny. the review scores actually do have some kind of impact in regards to the Steam Store. Whether it's in regards to its placement in like recommendations, um, charting, um, Steam's got its whole chart system as well. Um, whether it has, I guess then it, that, then it has an impact on sales. So then that affects steam. So if a popular game gets review bombed and less people are buying it because it's not up there in the charts then it affects steam. Yeah. But sadly it's, uh, becoming more and more commonplace. These, uh, you hear the announcement of, of said new game from, from an IP is going to be jumping on Epic. So all the existing PC steam users go, you know what then? Your, you know, you, you, your first, your second entry, you, you're done. Bad review, bad review, bad review, bad review. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna start seeing like exactly what happens, like when with all these, you know, these new games that are what, Borderlands. Like, what actually happens? Are people gonna like pay with their wallets? Are people gonna like? Are they gonna wait, or are they just not gonna get the game? Like, mm. 
I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see. Really, it's it's just a strange thing to me. Like, I'm I'm you know I I love my Xbox and and sort of as far as my favorite out of my video game platform based children, it's probably my favorite. Mm. But if if a game is launching exclusively somewhere else, I'm not gonna go and tank it. Like. I want to play the game. I don't care where I'm playing it as long as when I'm playing it, it's going to still be the best experience. Like, I don't care if I have to have a an Epic Store uh, client or an Origin client. Like, if I've got to click and log into one extra thing that takes me 10 seconds, like, if that's the biggest problem in my day, then I don't really have any problems. But yeah, I'm a stingy that rage bastard. Culture. Yeah. I'm an absolute stingy bastard and Epic won't move. If there's something strictly on Epic and Epic's just delegating the pricing to me, I mean... That will have a burden on whether I'll purchase something or not. Well, yeah. it's it's also not necessarily just the client that you're um, that you're playing it through that's the issue. It's the um, it's the features that are associated with each storefront. So there's a ton of stuff on Steam that just doesn't exist on Epic Games Store. There's a great little side by side comparison that I'm looking at at the moment that um, this person at Sele has tweeted, where it's like. On Steam, you have third-party keys. On Epic, you don't. Steam has account sharing. It has, you know, big picture TV mode. It has achievements. It has broadcasting. Epic has none of that. Has cloud saves. Epic doesn't have that. Has cross-platform account connection, which Epic does have. Um, Early access, yep. Forums, no. Gifting, no. Groups, no. Inventory support, no. Library sorting, no. Like, there's all of these things on Steam that exist there that Epic just doesn't have at the moment. And you're not touching... It's not like about a new game. It's existing IP um, that works perfectly where it is and you're ripping it right out of the place that people love to play it on. So I can totally understand why people are frustrated by this. Mm. Yeah. That, but and that's the thing. Like, in, in 12 months' time, I'd put a good amount of money that all those no's are now yeses on an epic store like it'll all be there and then more but yes like in this infant sort of stage of epic game store it's certainly the watered down light version of steam where you are missing those features but i I guess it's tough because i'm not like i play a lot of pc games but i'm not sort of based around steam like that's not my core ecosystem where i use all those features like if i want to play a game i'll just jump on play it i don't care about forums and everything else but i understand where that outrage would come from from existing users but you need it now like if you want to really set yourself up as a competitor in this marketplace like you need to really have that now and you don't need it now because of a game like rocket league who gives a shit (laughs) it's games like borderlands 3 that you need that now for because that's going to be the make and break if you're getting six months of exclusivity before Steam gets it, you know, you really are making people decide between waiting six months and getting it on Steam because they mm-hmm. feel so strongly against how shit Epic is or getting it on Epic, on um, on the Epic Game Store. Or just on console. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, or yeah, I'll get it on PC. I'll go console. You try and yeah. talk to a PC person, a PC faithful about getting anything on console and they'll stick a keyboard right where the sun don't shine, my friend. Uh, as a PC um, faithful, I almost contemplated getting it on console because I love Borderlands. I really don't want to wait for it, but in the same sense, I don't want to get it on the Epic Store. I don't. Yeah. I, you know. There you go. Um, I just want to say I love that like these little features that you pointed out that um the portal doesn't have yet, like like his gifting friend, like or, like all that sort of stuff. The one thing that they actually got implemented pretty quickly was um, supporting a content creator. 
um, with your purchases that kind of got launched earlier this with, year, I think. With Fortnite, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like- so they so they have the ability to, um, you know, for people buying stuff to support a content creator, only if you buy it through the Epic Store, though. Um, so anytime the new game comes out and, you know, your favorite streamer, um, they're going to be playing it. They'll they'll want your support, and if you're a loyal fan, you will go to the Epic Store and you'll put your titty streamer four six nine four twenty sixty nine into the little code thing. So then your streamer gets money as well. How did you know so my new mad. Twitch ID? That makes me so I'm the mad. First follower, Brendan. Come on. <laughs> I can't tell you how <laughs> angry that makes tops. me. Hmm? I can't <laughs> tell you how pissed off that makes me. Yeah. So the whole uh, oh, you know oh getting a content creator to like push your push your content out um get people on board with epic games or like that's already in play that's already mm, where cool. in to go all right so. cool <laughs> let's finish on a high shower is there any any more good news or is that <laughs> it? oh like, yes this uh, <laughs> this this next uh bit of news uh peak internet rage culture personification uh for those that are, are unaware, the uh, they do their debut trailer for the uh, Sonic <laughs> the Sonic movie, which is coming out on November seventh, oh, uh, yeah. was released this week. Uh, turned the world into meltdown, uh, and on the back of that, we have this article: Sonic movie director says studio hears criticism and character redesign is going to happen, and this comes via way of Matt Wales at Eurogamer. So eyebrows across the internet have been arched dramatically ever since the first images of Paramount's Sonic the Hedgehog movie and its highly controversial Sonic redesign were revealed. But now the film's director has promised that following sustained criticism of celluloid Sonic's new looks, changes to the character are, in quotes, (laughs) going to happen. There's been little in the way of positive sentiment around the new look Sonic, right from the character's early reveal. Paramount opted to go its own way, foisting its own weird version of the character, a beady-eyed, semi-humanoid, hairy mess of an effort onto a less-than-enthusiastic world. And the disapproval only grew louder once everyone finally got to see the thing in motion. After several days of incessant ridicule aimed at the Sonic movie, following the unveiling of its first proper trailer, Jeff Fowler, director of the film, has taken a Twitter to let the world know that the disdain has been heard. He says, Thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. And then the news, that made the internet exhale like a billion slowly deflating balloons. In quotes, it's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. So, six months out from this movie's release, they are going to do full CG redesigns on Sonic on the back of the internet's outrage. What do you think? Like... Maybe from a macro and a micro level, you watch the trailer, what were you feeling on the movie as a whole? And then maybe we can talk from a micro level. I cried. I I was so upset. I'm a Sonic kid. Like, I'm a Sega kid. Like, I grew up with the Sega. This is like, I feel like this is my life growing up where it's like, no matter what, I'm never going to be good enough. And then they release this movie and it's still like, ah! And I don't understand why Robotnik has a small moustache through most of the trailer at the Mm. end i know he has that really cool epic thing but there's just so much missing in there and i really wanted it to be good because it has jim carrey in it and sonic is actually voiced by um ben schwartz some people would know him from parks and rec um i really really wanted to support this but 
after seeing that trailer, I was just like, they're lost. They just got no, absolutely no clue. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Like, the trailer is cut over Coolio's Gangster's Paradise. What the, for did one. I miss a memo? <laughs> what the hell was that about? <laughs> The character model's a bit strange, like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I love the Sonic games and they, they have a dear part of my childhood, but do we need a Sonic movie? No. Are we getting one? Yes. At the moment, does it look kind of shithouse? In my opinion, kind of, yeah. Will I maybe watch it opening week just because Archer's seen the trailer and he's all about it now? Yeah. But I don't know. Dream, where's your stance on the uh, the Sonic movie? Uh, <laughs> I don't have one. I don't give a shit. This is a kid's movie. This is a kid's movie. And I hear your argument, Ali, but you're a grown-ass woman. And this is a game from 25, 30 years ago, however long ago it is. Am I? Um, This is not a movie for you. And it's not a movie for me or Brendan. This is a movie that they think is going to maybe get some of us in because of the nostalgia. But ultimately, it's... It's, it's an IP that appeals to children more than it would appeal to adults. And just because it's from your era doesn't mean that it necessarily has to still appeal to you. The same way that Pokemon Detective Pikachu has no real appeal to me. On but it a, does to me. But it does. <laughs> but I it love does in that it, it, Look, it does look good. I, I totally see that. Um, but this is, not, this is more of a kid's film now than it is anything else. And it, like anything on top of that is great. Like any broader appeal it gets will only do its service, but they're not making a, you know, an so R-rated Sonic film. You and know? So you're saying that they're not, you don't think Paramount are not going out there with that intention of let's get the kids, but let's get the adults that grew up with it as well, because hey, that's money. Is, no, I think they absolutely, first and foremost, are getting the kids. And you can totally tell that by the trailer because the trailer is so focused on um gene gotta go fast humor um because they're trying to refresh the ip for people who are much much younger they're not trying to refresh the ip for you you're right sam i forgot how much the young kids love gangster's paradise they don't know gangster's paradise they don't know they don't don't. get the connotation They don't, that in the that's, trailer? Not, that's not why it's in there. They're not in, Are you serious? Do you think that they really, as I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Do you think that that at all connects with Sonic for anyone? It doesn't. That's a fucking dumb choice, but <laughs> it's a cool song. And it, it's, it, it sounds cool seeing someone ant, like amp themselves up to go running. It's, this is not about making a great movie to pander to the people who are around when Sonic was released. This is about refreshing the IP. Yeah, the internet went nuts because Sonic doesn't. Sonic looks weird as fuck. <laughs> he totally does. But like, yes, who cares? Like, Brendan, you just said a moment ago. Yeah, you're gonna be seeing this opening week because Archer saw it and is all about it now. And that's exactly what this this movie trailer should be doing. It should be getting young kids hyped. It shouldn't be setting the internet on fire. But it somehow did. I don't know. I I. I could care less about Look, this film. So here's the perspective that I'm going with is that the Pikachu movie, right? Um, Detective Pikachu. When I heard that they were making that movie, I was like, oh God, no, I don't want them to touch something that I love so much. But with every trailer that they released, it grabbed me, it attached to me. It was amazing. 
So I'm but going is, to go see that movie. Th- this is part of the problem. You don't own the IP and it's not about like building something that's going to be different to your expectations. It's them taking it in whatever direction they want and people feeling like they have some kind of ownership over this IP because they have a relationship and a connection to it. Like the, if they want to do, you know, so, and also the thing about Detective Pikachu is this is a a franchise that has not at all moved out of the public view It all in the last 21 years this is a franchise that has remained incredibly successful and incredibly strong sonic is completely out of out of sight and out of mind for so many people now and so you know pokemon detective pikachu gets ryan reynolds and sonic uh that was slated to have um what's his name from parks and rec star lord it was meant to be chris pratt wasn't it It was meant to be chris pratt instead they got they got chris pratt's you know poor man's version and and yeah, they get Ben Schwartz, but like, that's not the biggest draw in the world either. Like, there's a big difference between how these two studios can approach making these two films, um, just based on how much money is going to be behind each of them and how much love and existing, um, you know, stickiness they have for people. And I think, again, just like the reason people are so shitty about Sonic is because they feel like they have a right to be shitty about Sonic when really it's been 20 years since you probably played the first Sonic game or however long it's been. I don't know. I just feel like you don't have ownership over that. And that's why we find ourselves in these weird toxic internet shitstorms is because people get mad about touching the things I love. So here's the thing, right? I feel like every person has a right. Tekken Tekken has suffered three bad films and you never hear me bitch and moan about it at all ever. So, first of all, I'm bitching and moaning right now because I'm on a podcast and the question got posed to me. However, on Twitter, I didn't say anything. I don't I don't extend my point out or anything like that because I believe rage culture should not be supported in this sense, which I was actually going to talk about where now Paramount said, okay, we're going back, we're fixing it, we're fixing it. I don't think that's a great thing because then that tells a lot of people out there, oh, if you bitch and complain enough, you get your you way. You get what you want. Yeah. Exactly. That is gross. a great point. That so is a great I'm point. I'm actually really against this kind of stuff. What I was asked was how did I feel about the trailer? And I said a lot of things that I hold dear to my childhood got crushed because there was the opportunity there to see a lot of things that were memorable to my childhood to this stage. And it, it didn't. Bad it now. didn't hit the mark. Did I expect <laughs> Somehow it? Somehow I feel bad now for everything <laughs> I've just said. You make me feel awful. Be- well, um, you know, you you were saying on your opinion to me specifically. Unfortunately, Sonic does have a lot of stuff to my childhood, but yeah. I still believe with these kind of nostalgia trips, they do want to appeal to both markets. Hence, why they are yeah, changing oh yeah. it. So like, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's totally for kids as well, but I'm, I know that they're out there aching to grab, you know, all the people that grew up with it as well. I do agree. I I do agree. Sorry, Brenda. I do agree that they are trying to appeal to both markets and that's totally the intention. But Mm. in my mind, I just think you, you prioritize one for sure. And that's got to be kids because off the back of this, there will be toys. There will be more video games aimed at kids. They, they want to, you know, it makes sense to expand the IP to the demographic that you can totally pitch it to. And that's just, it's never going to be adults, even though it is something that's nostalgic and it holds like a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Adults aren't going to buy toys. They might buy figurines or whatever, but they're not mm. going to buy toys. No. 
Yeah, and that kids makes are more likely to buy video games within the Sonic world than than adults are. Um, I don't know. I just feel like those would appeal also to kids more than adults. But anyway, Brendan, sorry, I cut you off. It's it's just a tough place to be because there is still recency bias. I think with gamers, like because you, you you bought Sonic Mania, didn't you, when it came out? Yeah, two years or so ago. So there is still a core audience of adult gamers that is still very attached to the franchise that have recent feelings of that title seeing how sonic looks acts and plays in a game that was you know released a year and a half or so ago so there is still some rawness there but yeah you yeah, do need there to try are infinitely and disconnect. more kids out there that don't have a connection than there are adults that do you know what i mean like you you have a whole new market out there so what do you do? Do you go forward or do you just kind of get held back by the chains of the past? Actually, and kind of kind of how I stated at the start of this is that being a Sega kid and being a Sonic fan, I'm growing up, I'm constantly getting shat on. I don't know if any of you have even really? dipped your toe into the fandom. Just 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 dipped your toe out there. Don't. It's Yeah. It's a crazy whirlwind of like creepy sexual pictures pregnant sonics and other stuff <laughs> and it's like there's some great stuff out there don't get me wrong but there's it. there's this dark side out there as well that i have unfortunately been exposed to and i just go why why do things that it's i like, like some sexy bowsette style stuff <laughs> huh this is like sexy bowsette stuff isn't it oh were like I can't I, I can't even say half the stuff that I found on there because it perplexes me and some of it's just very graphic, but it's, right. uh, it's a little fucked up. So, yeah. and the problem is, is that, yeah, you'll see the age of like what some of these, and it's like young teens and stuff like that. Because Sonic isn't, like Sonic, you're right, is not the same level as Pokemon and I'm never going to say it is. But um, like they still have the cartoon series that are in regular rotation. Um, yeah, and, Sonic Boom and stuff like that. Yeah, so like it, it's around, it's there, it's on you know the TV for the kids. Um, the kids for the kids. Um, so yeah, that it's it's still around, it's still picking up kids and you know. Ooh. Um, but <laughs> hey, kids, you want some Sonic? <laughs> you want a gold right. ring? Get All into right. this Sega man. <laughs> come on guys (laughs) but like like i guess sort of doubling back and closing off what you were saying dream where they're they're trying to look forwards but not be tied down to the past but like the internet has just made them them go both ways yeah like Mm. they're trying to reimagine this character and, and make it marketable and relatable to the younger generation, but then all us old hats, well, not us, we weren't in the rage and publicly like some of these other people were, but like due to that rage culture in gaming, now they're going to spend tens of millions of dollars, no doubt, on, you know, CGI <laughs> modifications to this this Sonic model six months out from when this movie's meant to be released. Like they even said that they're not going to push the release of this probably generate crunch which is mm-hmm. something else that runs rampant in this gaming space due to these gamers getting shitty about what they think Sonic should look like. Mm. Yeah. And the, the other world thing, we live in. The other thing about this is I never knew how they were going to apply Sonic into this real world universe. Like my real question was the main thing about Sonic is he's freeing these animals because Dr. Robotnik is like, you know, turning them into robots and modifying them and all that sort of crap. So I'm like, are they going to have like 
modified like tested animals and robotic like attachments on these cute fuzzy animals and stuff brendan like, I yeah hmm. brendan take archer to see it and let him have a great time that's yes yeah. that's, that's it that's the end of it that's like yeah. that's really what you can do take your kids to see it just have a good time let the kids have a good time let them enjoy it hmm. this will never appeal to anyone outside of kids especially now I'm the the one thing I'm I'm kind of excited for is to see more quirky insane Jim Carrey because we don't see anywhere near as often mm. of that as we're used to. So I'm excited to maybe see him go full crazy nineties Jim Carrey again. I think that could be fun. But outside of that, yeah, I'm I'm going in with zero expectations for watching this movie when it comes out. Yeah. But something that I think the world can universally have fun and enjoyment via is the internet sensation known as Clan or Sham? Clan. What? The internet sensation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So for those unaware of what in God's name Clan or Sham is, it is a game where I will be uh, hosting and our two competitors here, Miss Ali Hart, Salim the Dream Abraham, they're going to be guessing um, through various Fortnite clans that I have uh, encountered and discovered through the internet these are all actual Fortnite pro teams where i am mixing in a real pro team with several fake ones so they need to guess uh, they need to guess if the clan is in fact a clan or are they a sham so without further ado we'll jump into the first round and the first clan i wanted to mention is team memorial team eulogy and team requiem so, Dream, I'm going to throw it over to you. What it's do you think grim. Team Memorial is? Clan or Sham? Wait, do I pick the one that's a Sham, or are they all potentially well, I'm gonna, Shams, I'm gonna, or are they all potentially I'm, Clans? I'm going to read them all back to you again, and you you got to say, that's a Clan or that's a Sham. And then I'll jump to Ali, and she can do the same. All right, I see. Okay, so Team Memorial? Team Memorial. I think that's got to be a Sham. Okay. Team Eulogy. It just doesn't sound cool. All right. What about Team Yul? Am I am I answering again? Yeah, you do all three. Then I'll grab all three from his heart, and then we'll jump onto the next one. Right. Um, Team Eulogy. Uh sorry. Can I just say, is there is there a possibility that they could all be shams? Maybe. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, Team Eulogy. Fuck. I feel like that's one that could kind of be a clan because it's like, yeah, I I gave you your eulogy and then I popped you. Um. The logic is sound. Yeah. Because I think the last one, Requiem, is definitely a clan because it's just a cool word. But a Requiem Maybe. and a eulogy are kind of similar. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with clan for this one because I feel like some dumb 14-year-old could probably come up with it and uh, think it's cool. Okay. 14-year-old me would have come up with this. You know, dumb 14-year-old me would have come up with Team that. Team eulogy. In the yeah. early like tech and tag days, Merc and Dogs. Uh, yeah, well, you know, at 28, I'm still saying Merc and Dogs, so you can imagine how you know verbose I was when I was 14. Yeah, how I articulate I might have been. Merc and Merc <laughs> is actually a word, uh, <laughs> surprisingly, um, uh, in uh, in the Urban Dictionary. Um, team Team Requiem is is also a, a real clan for sure. I okay, so that's a clan. All right, so Miss Hart, we'll throw it over to you. Mm. Team Team Requiem, what do you reckon? 
I mean, that's that just sounds so token to me. Like, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say that's a clan. What about Team Eulogy? Team Eulogy. What's the first one? Team Memorial. Team Memorial sounds like where you go to pay respects to your fallen team members. That's the thing, <laughs> you know. But you know what's interesting about that, Ali? I can also see dumb 14-year-old me coming up with Team Memorial. So could I. And then this is where I start playing mind games with Brendan and where he like he's making up this game uh. and he goes, he looks up the first one and he goes, yeah, all right, Team Memorial. And he goes, what's something like a memorial? And he goes, oh, like a eulogy. And then he goes... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> playing the man, I like that. <laughs> Interesting strategy. Let's see how it plays off. That's why I said that's the only way a person can win this game is just by thinking about how Brendan thinks. Yeah, that's that's not that's not safe. So uh, no. do that at your own peril. So team yeah. eulogy, Miss Hart. Team eulogy. I just Plain I machine. feel like eulogy is something that a bunch of kids would be like because you know we read you your death. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say it's a clam. Okay, and then team memorial. They could all be clans, couldn't they? They could. Maybe. They could. No, that till the head said one's not. Um. <laughs> I'm going to say Memorial just doesn't sound right. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Team Memorial. So you're going, sh you're going Sham? I'm going to go Sham. Can I, can I change my Memorial answer to Clan? Ooh. You, you sure can. Yeah, and I, can I give you my rationale here, Ali? Yep, go for it. There are so many fucking people that play this game. That there mm. should be just about anything. Any word put out there is probably a Clan. Yeah. Um, anything that remotely sounds cool or related to death. Um... <laughs> Remember, anyway. I did say that these are Fortnite professional teams. Oh, this what? No. Oh, well, then uh, yeah, back to no, You are locked in. <laughs> locked in. You didn't say professional, you son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah, I did. Did yeah, you? Yeah. But in saying History that, in saying that pro professionals these days are 14-year-olds, so... <laughs> true, 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 true. Okay, so the first round, Team Memorial, Dream, you pivoted to clan, and Miss Ellie stood pat on Sham... Miss Allie is correct. Hey. You son of a bitch, Brendan. Team Team Eulogy, you both went clan. You are both incorrect. Ooh. It's alright. And then Team Requiem, you both said clan. And you are both correct. Yeah. That is that a professional organization that originated in France in 2016. Ah, Team Requiem. Team Requiem. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Demon gaming, ghost gaming, and monster gaming. Demon gaming. I might just get both your answers for this one as we go to maybe make yeah. it a bit quicker. All right. So demon gaming dream, is that a clan or a sham? Demon uh, gaming. That's a, that's a sham for me. Professional? Pro? Pro? Are we talking pro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So What's pro? All, Describe pro to me. Have they participated these are in a all, lot of competitions? These are all ranked professional Fortnite teams. So oh, they have gaming. They have been on some kind of global stage in be a some regard. De De Demon's got to be a clan. That's a clan. Okay, so you've pivoted to clan. Miss Hart, what say you on Demon Gaming? I don't know. Demon. Yeah, say I feel sham. like that's, that has to be a... Well, it has to be a clan, right? Like, that's what kids do. Say sham. Do it. Fine, I'll say yeah, Sham. That's, that's my rationale. That. Yeah, okay, yeah. Ghost ghost Gaming. Ghost Gaming. Dream, Clan or Sham? Let Ali answer first. I'm sick okay, of... Okay, Ali? I'm 
Pepsi games. Um, I feel like ghost gaming is a clan. Okay, what about you, Dream? Ghost gaming. Uh, ghost gaming. What's the last one? Monster gaming. Fuck, they're all clans. They're all clans. They're all clans? Okay, yeah, so I'm going to lock you in for a clan on monster. What about you, Miss Hart? Um, my final answers are their clans. Like, That's um, a clan monster as well. as well. Yeah, I fig figure Monster Energy Drink must have get their hand in something. Okay, <laughs> so Fortnite Is there another round after clans. this? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yep. So, win. <laughs> Demon Gaming. Dream, you said clan. Ali, you said, you said sham. Ali, you are correct. Yay. It's a sham. It's a Thank sham. Thank you for making me change my mind, Sam. You said clan. I thought you said clan. Nope. No, you told me to say it was a sham. <laughs> I did. Yeah, you told me to clear. say it was a sham. I went, oh, all, right, right. all right. Ghost Gaming, you are both correct. It is a clan. They are a North American outfit that originated in 2017. And the last one, Monster Gaming, is not a professional Fortnite clan. You are both incorrect. Oh, Idiots. Well, I will be taking that name. And also taking Monster Energy Drink as my sponsor. Okay, so I'm going to jump to the final trio of clans or shams. I will skip the other two because this is dragging on a lot longer than I anticipated. <laughs> the other two, fuck. Okay, so the first clan, Samurais in Kimonos. The next clan it. is Assassins in Underwear. And the final clan is Ninjas in Pajamas. So Dream, Samurais in Kimonos, clan or sham? Sham. Sham. Okay, yeah. Miss Hart? Clan. Oh, I like that we're getting different answers because I that could, could lead this. to obviously I could win it here. some scoring. Okay, so Assassins in Underwear, Dream. Ali, Clan or Ali, what do you think of that one? Okay. Assassins in Underwear? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just realized that this is pro teams. Ah, oh, fuck it. Clan. Clan? Sham. Okay. Sham. You going to Sham? Yep. And the last one, Ninjas in Pajamas. Dream? Clan. clan I reckon that's a clan. Ali? Clan. Ah, you mathematical son of a B. Okay. Now we can draw. So, Samurai's in kimonos. Dream says sham. Ali says clan. Dream, you are correct. They are not a professional <laughs> Fortnite clan. Damn it. Assassins in underwear. Dream says clan. No, it's no, a Ali, Ali says clan. Yeah. Dream says sham. Jump so quickly. Dream, you are also correct again. Yes! Yes! And the last one, ninjas in pajamas. You both said clan. And you are both correct. They are a professional organization out of Europe that have been around since 2000. P perfect round bonus point. Okay. All right, cool. I win. Yes! <laughs> What did you say? I get I get a perfect round bonus point. Because he got all his oh. answers right. And you said yes. I, I didn't hear that. Fuck. Well, you okay. did say yes. Okay. And just so. like you locked him into the first answer as well, like I guess. Yeah, should, Brendan. Yeah. I'm locking you into that. Why am I such a team player? God damn I don't it. know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, looks like I take out this clan or sham. Thank you very much. This is your first one, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. I don't know. I think even the ones I did with Reese years ago, I lost those all as well. It was getting <laughs> bad. I, I don't know. It's hard to really judge this, you know, clan it's, or it's, sham biz. It's hard to judge 
something that you cannot comprehend and understand that is far beyond the mental makeup of, of most most men out there you know clan or sham the the algorithms that i go to to determine these types of questions and answers like i i am in the the video game clan matrix over here trying to put this this hotness out there to the masses so uh, what's that dartboard behind yeah. you with all those clan names behind you shush <laughs> it's actually uh pin the tail on the donkey i go blindfold <laughs> spin around in a circle <laughs> Yes. But anyway, that has been another iteration of Clan or Sham. Thank you to both our contestants, Miss Ali Hart and Salim the Dream, for playing. And uh, kudos to you, Dream, for winning by plus one for making me agree to something that I didn't actually hear, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Respect the good play, mate. It was good play. Yeah, it was. It was. So, Ninjas in Pajamas, legit clan. Mm. Samurais in kimonos, not so legit. And Assassins in Underwear. The name is out there, so if any uh, budding Fortnite clan wants to jump to the professional <laughs> leagues, take on the name Assassins in Underwear. Make it happen. Sure. Yeah, they're, All right, they're, they're clawing for that one. Monster Gaming is, is still mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you guys want to say before we close this episode up for another week? Yeah, I'm surprised um, Sammy didn't bring up the fact that um, old mate that he loves that uh, had to be fired from IGN for his reviews. Um, he can't, kind of popped up on the Twitter sphere again. Um, oh, Philip Munchin. Yeah. That's yeah. Who I love. Yeah, you, you love him. Good mates, right? Mm. Um, he touches I'm, your unicorn hair. I feel like <laughs> I'm getting uh, held account for something I said many, 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 many moons ago, which I clearly don't recall or remember at all. It's fine. That's the tough part of having 150 episodes, isn't it? It's like when someone throws that at you, it's like, remember when you double down on that or you yeah. back down and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. When I you talk I as much BS as we have. <laughs> uh, there, is, there is one thing I wanted to say. We are, um, we've been nominated for the Australian Podcast Awards of 2019. In the, we're finalists in the games, video games um genre or division is that this is a correct. public vote thing brendan or is this just someone judges it it was an it was a public vote to get the nominations in but i don't know if the public vote then reflected the culling of the list because i think there was 20 odd and it's been cut down to six right and then the the adjudicators award the final winner so it's right, done by well, their panel of judges God, I want to say, I want to say to the fans, thank you so much for everyone who voted for us to get us in there. It's on May 18. For the judges and adjudicators, I want to say I'm single, and I'm totally down for whatever. So if that helps sway your vote at all, let's make this work. I got, got two very beautiful hands. thick eyebrows, powerful eyebrows. I'm interested in pointing them in your direction. So let's, can confirm. You can hide a lot going. of secrets in those eyebrows. That's it. You can hide a lot of things in these eyebrows. All right. Just wanted to haul myself out a little bit. Glad I got that through at the end. Ask yeah, so fingers crossed for us. <laughs> what was it? Cherry wood, nine and a half inches with unicorn hair. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Miss Hart, anything you want to say before we say goodbye? No, I'm done. <laughs> I can't believe I You're lost done. my clan of sham. There goes my reign of terror. That's all right. You'll be back better and bigger and stronger for it next time yep. you know, a lot a lot of training a lot of training you're a worthy adversary thanks mm. am i my what 3.5 <laughs> ah you're five out of five in my heart always miss ally heart thanks Sam. 
All right, so this has been episode 150 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are a card-carrying member of the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Be sure to check out all the other podcasts amongst said collective at 8bit.net. Be sure to check out all our video content at youtube.com forward slash we are 8-Bit. And just uh, keep up to date with us on the socials at we are 8-Bit or via the hashtag 8-Bit Collective hashtag. Anyway, I have been Brendan. This has been Salim and Ali. We can be found at Brendan 8-Bit, Salim TD and Miss Ali Hart. Until next time, I bit Nation. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.